0: Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay. Sorry last week we didn't have a show because I was away with my family at the National Field Archery Association's Indoor National Tournament and Trudy's busy this week. So this week, little proud papa moment. Hey guys, this week I actually have my sons Brian and Dylan with me. Uh, on a show. Uh, one of them a little more reluctant than the other. Um, but I want to talk to them. On how. Youth athletes keep their focus. And. Balance everything else they have to do. Um, like I said. Proud proud dad moment. Uh, we went down to Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, those that listened to the level headed mess. Episode that I did with Jen. And how everything went wrong on my trip. To, uh, to Vegas. Uh, this one. Overall, it went okay, but Thursday night, went out to see a friend of mine who's a bartender, uh, St. Patrick's Day, got up there, got the uh, check-in for the flight, checked into our flight, and 10 minutes later, it popped up, flight canceled. So, literally, came home, repacked all our bags, and at 11.45 p.m. Thursday, we were on a 15-hour road trip to Louisville, Kentucky. Um, So, while we are there, everything went well. Obviously, exhausted after that with uh, having to drive back on Monday. But while we were there, uh, my son Brian ended up third place in his age group in the country and Dylan ended up with second place uh, in his age group. And then also on top of that, they both are uh, finished in first place in the New England sectionals. So as you know, my family does archery. I coach the team, including my sons, and and they perform at a a fairly high level uh, within their age groups and just in general. Uh, On top of that, they both play additional sports. They both play music. They both have other activities they do. And and we'll start with Dylan. How would you say you balance everything? What do you do to be able to compete at a level like you do with this with archery, but then you also have the other activities you do?
1: Mm, I just take my time. I take a deep breath. Just... I mostly take my
0: time. So when when you say that you're talking about within the sport of archery, you take your time in in a, in a relaxed place. But what about having to balance schoolwork, having to balance other activities you do, um, and you play music, so you have to practice that as well. How do you find the time to do all of those?
1: At school, we, we usually just we do our music there, so I try to do as much as I can do at school and.
0: don't really know how I get my... <laughs> all right, and Brian, you, you're busy. Obviously, archery is... I, I know I've asked you soccer or archery, which would you consider your number one, and you can't answer that. Obviously, archery is a year-round thing. High school soccer was in the fall. You're starting track season now, playing I mean, lead trumpet in the concert band, also doing jazz band. So how do you balance all this where you have the time to... To practice shooting to maintain a high level performance, to practice your trumpet to maintain a high level performance. I know track is a new venture for you, but I mean, you're going to do that at the best of your ability. How do you find time to balance this?
2: I really have no idea. I, I don't balance everything. I mean,
0: I, I kind of laugh at when he <coughs> says I, he has no idea how he balances it. Um, for years, when they were playing youth sports and I was coaching the high school sports, uh, the first year I came back and and was not coaching, I, I looked at my wife and I said, how did we do all this while I was coaching? I mean, sometimes you really don't know the answer of how you do it. Um, but I think that's one of the things that we see with in the middle school and high school age. Brian's a junior. Dylan's in, in eighth grade. Um, we always look at, to criticize our youth out there. But when you look at what they do, that they keep their grades up, that they perform on, on a sports team or, or on the drama team and doing the acting in the theater, or they have the other activities outside of school where, and in this case, he runs two sports at the same time. They both played soccer in the fall and competed with archery now in the spring and running track and competing with archery. Um, what would you say the, the hardest thing to do is? I know, I know you mentioned you have some Spanish homework to do when we're out on the long trips we were away in massachusetts for usa archery indoor nationals we were down in louisville which was a four-day venture between driving and obviously taking those drives you can't do homework in the car sometimes you might bring something to do in a hotel room but the same thing we're, we're running around we're at this event you can't necessarily do that what do you find to be the hardest part of balancing your schoolwork and balancing Practicing your activities, doing your activities with the team when you actually have events or, or track meets or, or archery tournaments or concerts, what would you say is the hardest thing to balance between all of them? School. Yeah. So the academics. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that because the academic side of it might not be the most enjoyable? So it's the no, hardest some, one? Some
2: of it is enjoyable.
1: Yeah.
0: But then what's the most difficult thing about that? when you when you say school they're keeping up with things so just you you tend to find that because you're practicing the other things too much that the schoolwork might might suffer from it and that and uh, i know that's one thing i've said it to you guys as both a coach and a father and we would say it to the athletes for the years that i coached um that's why they call it student athletes and you're students first and and then athlete second so and if if one were to suffer as much as we all enjoy archery or you enjoy soccer and stuff like that, your your scores on the archery range should suffer be, before your scores in math class, and you do agree with that right?
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> to a certain extent.
0: <laughs> to a certain extent. Well,
2: you're going to use,
0: in mean, your education for the rest of your life. You're not necessarily going to use shooting a bow for the rest of your life, although and you could do that. I mean, we see guys that are in their 70s and 80s still shooting and in some cases still making money. Um what when in terms of archery, what do you find the most enjoyable part of the sport?
1: Just the people. We are everywhere. we like we're not that we're not like famous, but everybody knows us cuz we're the family that travels together and shoots together.
0: And and uh, and at USA Archery Internationals, Brian got to shoot and score with Zach Garrett, who was on the silver medal team in Rio, and then with Dave Cousins, who ended up winning the the senior compound division, shooting a five ninety nine out of six hundred. So, I and mean, how is that to shoot with the elite pro archers? It's cool. I mean, that, that's one thing I say with this sport. It's you're not going to go play golf and have Tiger Woods randomly assigned to your to your foursome, but. Again, you go and you shoot archery and you can be on the line with an Olympian or, or with some of the pro archers out there. And what, what would you say moving forward would be the best way to balance activities? I know we're, we're just coming out of the uh, indoor season where it's always packed. I mean, indoor archery, especially up in, in the Northeast and New England... Uh, it gets all crammed in. You'll start to see it pop up in November, and then it just gets crammed in January, February, March. Um, this year was still a little laid back because we're coming out of COVID, but for the most part, you can shoot a tournament within the state or regionally, and then you throw in a couple of the national ones. You can literally shoot an indoor tournament every weekend, January, February, March, and we have one more actually because our our NFAA state tournament is going to be held next weekend, which would usually have been the first weekend of March. Uh, so now that we're coming out of that busy indoor season and an outdoor for us won't start for another month or so, What what is your plan to keep keep your archery up, but then also make sure you balance your academics and, and then other activities you're doing, your music, make sure you, you stay at the top of your game with, with playing your instruments, staying in, in shape for, I mean, for track that you're doing now, but also Making sure it's a it's a, the right balance. So when soccer comes around, you're you're in the proper shape for that. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, for school stuff. Just make sure like get it done like in school and don't well slack off or anything. And then when I get home, the after stuff like out of school stuff, then I start worrying about that.
0: And then on top of it, you have I mean, stuff around the house and chores and yeah. stuff that you have to squeeze in there as well. I mean, what what would you say is, I and mean, the stuff that comes easiest in terms of balancing everything. I mean, I I know, I and mean, Brian will be a little more aggressive with with his practice. I mean, he'll he'll practice a little more than, than Dylan does. Um, they both practice during our, our classes and, and during the team practices, but in terms of additional practice brian will tend to do more we do have a target at home where he can go in the backyard and he'll tend to pick up his bow and go out there and take 30 or 60 shots just to stay loose a little more than than dylan that how do you how do you get that into the mix i mean what what is it that you would say gets sacrificed to be able to do one thing i mean when you're sitting here and it's rainy obviously you're not going to go outside and shoot your bow so you might pick up your trumpet for an extra half an hour but then when it's sunny it's like oh i know i need to practice my trumpet but here's the opportunity to go shoot in the backyard. How do you pick and choose which one you do and and which one gets your main focus? I don't know, it's tough to pick sometimes. Now, when it comes down to all these different activities, I mean, what what would you say is the one that does take the most time to take at a high level? I mean, we talked about baseball. Uh, Brian thought about um, playing baseball this year. Um, Dylan actually tried out for the team, but neither of them have played baseball. And I've always kind of said baseball is that sport that if you don't continue it, you definitely lose out on the skill set in there. And not to take the skill away from any other sport, but like I said, I coached high school soccer, high school baseball. I can hide an athlete on a high school soccer field. I can take that fast kid and put him at center back, and he's just going to beat everyone to the ball, and you're not going to score on him i can't hide an athlete on a baseball field you're either a baseball player or not i can't just take the fast kid and put him in center field and say catch the ball because if you don't know how to track a ball if you don't have that instinctive movement to go where the ball is going to land from 400 feet away you're not going to catch it no matter how fast you are so with that being said which one Which one suffers the most if you stay away from it too much? If you stay away from running, does track hurt? If you stay away from the trumpet for a week, does that suffer? If you stay away from the bow, which one do you think that you need to put the most amount of consistent time and not take too long of a break for it to not suffer? Basically everything, almost.
1: Yeah, for me a bit more with the instruments.
0: So with that, again, how do you how do you balance it? Do you try to put a little bit of each of them every day, or do you do, okay, Monday I'm gonna do half an hour on my trumpet, Tuesday I'm gonna do half an hour with my bow, Thursday I'm gonna go for that run. I mean, and then I mean, one of my favorite episodes of the podcast is the importance of rest. Where do you throw the rest in? I don't throw the rest in there, that's the problem. Yes, I have mentioned ADHD. The rest is a, a, is a tough one, um, both in resting in the moment and then also taking a full day rest. Um, and rest is important. And we've had that discussion in terms of just, I mean, the physical body and resting the body to be prepared for the next event. Uh, we talk about in the sport of archery, it's one sport where game speed is slower. And if you play baseball all your life, your coach hits balls to you and you play the corner infields, third base, first base... I and mean, you get into a game that that grinders coming at you so much faster than it did during practice. In the case of archery, we can go to a practice in an hour we can shoot 100 arrows no problem. We just did a tournament today 60 arrows. it takes two and a half hours to go through that. if you don't if you're not used to resting between each shot and when I say rest we're talking 10, 15 seconds instead of pull the bow back, let it go, pull the bow back, let it go you will get exhausted. Well, that's the same thing. If every day you're out doing your runs, doing your your trumpet, doing this, eventually it'll wear you down. So how do you guys feel that you put rest in there? What do you do for that rest and recovery overall, not just in in athletics and sports, but mentally, physically, psychologically?
2: I really have no idea. It's really hard. It's, It's tough. You think it's tough...
0: In part just because you enjoy the activities and you don't like to be away from it. That's mostly the reason. Mm. That it's, again, nice day, you want to shoot.
2: I mean, Like, especially during <laughs> soccer season, not shooting the bone a lot because busy with soccer. Where practices are pushing 6 o'clock almost, and then there's games at 6 o'clock at night, pushing until 9, so there's really not much time to practice.
0: Well, I mean, just today you shot, Brian, you shot... You shot well, but not where you would have liked to shot shoot. And and as you're going through it, we're about midway through the second half, and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this week off. I'm going to rest this week. And then and within 15 minutes, you're like, okay, we're going to the club tomorrow, right? So I can shoot because I need to shoot. And it's like one minute you're like, that's it. I need to rest the next minute. And you've done this before where it's like we're coming home from a 15-hour drive from Louisville, and if it was up to you we got home at 8.15 p.m., you would have preferred to drive right to the club at 8.30 and and shoot. And there's times when the resting is tough, but like music, and it's the analogy I use all the time, the rest is just as important as the note, and sometimes you benefit more from that rest than you do from the actual activity. So, Dylan, what's the, the best strategy you have for for keeping your grades up with all these activities? Do you put extra time studying in? Do you think you feel you should put more time studying in and, and focusing on your academics rather than your activities or rather than just like being on your phone or watching YouTube videos? What do you think is the best strategy that you have to keep your grades up?
1: Most of the time I just try to pay as much attention as I can to the teachers. And sometimes a child, one of those other kids not paying attention and then they're talking about the whole time. And then sometimes just the teachers don't care about them and they go to each kid individual that actually wants to learn. And at that point, it's easier. Or if I'm missing something, I would ask the teacher if I missed a day. I could ask the teacher to like post in Google Classroom or something so I can redo it. Or I can ask another kid to write um, so I can copy off their notebook so I have my resources.
0: Uh, you mentioned Google Classroom, and I know you guys grew up in in the digital age. So you've had Google Classroom and, and all this... Uh, th- the computer aspect of having a class connected, even before COVID. No, uh, not much before COVID.
1: Yeah,
0: we didn't, no. so no use not no computers before, before COVID. Nothing. All right, so you, you do, now you gotta keep in mind, my generation through school, computers barely existed. It definitely was there was no internet. I mean, the internet really didn't kick in until, I mean, I got on the internet two years or three years after graduating from high school. So there was no interconnectivity between student and teacher like that. Do you find having this online system with school m- makes it easier, or is it does it feel almost less personal, where the, the teachers are almost a little more disconnected, where they if, they they yeah, feel
1: they more disconnected? There's a program that we use for the, a uh, language extent. charge called Sync, and my teacher he hates it, but um, it's harder because he has to pay attention to that and do that, but when Like, my math teacher, he likes everything on paper. So now he does stuff where, like, um, assignments, he grades them out of 100, courses 200. And for him, he said, it's easier to grade like that instead of going on all different things and trying to fit them all together. It's just harder.
2: My chemistry teacher doesn't use the Google Classroom, Mm. only if people are out. She thinks in person is more connecting with her students than online. Well, I know
0: again, I know you said that the Google classroom just came out and and used a lot more with, with COVID and because we you were remote. I mean, like I said, Brian, you're a junior. You came out of school of March of your freshman year. Yeah. You were your classroom was literally our living room couch for all of sophomore year. Dylan was in another room on the couch for all of his seventh grade year. And now you're back to Semi-normal. It's as normal as it's been for, it's for your high school It's the closest students. normal it's been. Right, But with those, I know for me, when I went back to college a couple of years ago, I ended up taking, I said, you know, I'm going to try my first online class. And it was a, a literature and composition class. You'd read a book. You'd basically do your, your book report, your report on it, and you'd hand it in. So I'm looking online. I'm looking up the... The books that I'm trying to do, I'm finding like mycollegesay.com, mybookreport.org, and you know, this doesn't sound right. So I email my professor and I ask for a meeting with her because, again, my first time ever doing an online course, and I understand how to use computers, it's not an issue. She brings me in and she's like, Oh, no, you're in the wrong spot, you got to use the school library. This is how you access it. And I said, You, you don't understand. The last time I did a report, we used the Dewey Decimal System in a card catalog, and I've shown you guys what that looks like, where you literally pull out a drawer and it's got an index card for every yep. book that's in the library, and then you walk down the aisles until you find the book. And she's like, oh, this is so much easier. It's easier if you know the system. I literally haven't done anything in 25 years because I've been working in the shop. I didn't have to do a report. Do you find that it was easier when you strictly went to school, had a piece of paper handed to you, did it on the piece of paper, and then handed that same piece of paper back in, or now you're doing everything literally on the computer? There is no... It's not like they email it to you, you print it out, and you hand it in. You're doing it right on the computer, right?
2: It was easier on piece of paper because you had to give them something. It's not like you could turn in a blank piece of paper, you had to give them something with something on it.
1: Yeah, like right now my whole notebook is just filled with stuff because that's what we've been doing. Because the teachers now just hate the computers because they were like, just, they didn't like them because they were always unorganized.
2: O- only classes I use the computer is English and History. Everything else is, and Spanish, everything else is on piece of paper
1: for me sometimes language charged because of the study thing that we do but that's very annoying and he doesn't even like it either
0: so obviously the whole country has dealt with with covid and we're, we're coming out of it and things are getting more normal uh, they just recently lifted the, the mask mandate here in connecticut um, what are you finding that as far as the mask do you find the majority of the students are tired of it and
2: not using it, or a lot of people still using it. The first day they took the masks out, I was surprised how few people did not have it off. I mean, you see people that before, that when the masks were allowed, they wouldn't wear them around their chin or whatever. And then when they weren't, man- uh, weren't allowed, where you could still wear them optionally, people were wearing them more than yeah. they were before.
1: They wouldn't be hanging, they would actually be, they would actually right be wearing
2: them on. And and is it still that way or have more and more, more people more and more people are taking them off slowly. Yeah, like after mm-hmm. I mean, the my first friend,
1: week, um, more kids came off. But my friend is wear wearing around them.
2: their chin less and less, and they'll start to take them off.
1: In class, because I sit by myself, mm-hmm. I would have mine off. But then when we get in the hallways where it's really crowded, that's when I would put mine on.
0: So now to start closing closing the episode, and obviously across the country and. Kids have been going through this. Obviously, Brian, Dylan. It started with you in sixth grade. You're now in eighth grade. Brian, this started with you in freshman year, and you're a junior. And what would you say? What would be the advice you would give to other kids to to balance everything? We're we're dealing still with the frustration of COVID. That you you're as much as it looks like we're back to normal, where we're to school normal times. We're not shutting things down and panicking like we did two years ago or even a year ago. Um, but to balance your academics to balance your school activities whether you're part of the the theater or a sports team and then to have your additional activities outside of school in your case you guys are doing archery other kids do karate or on a bowling league or or whatever we do Uh, what would be your advice for other kids your age that struggle with balancing their academics and all their extracurricular activities and then not to mention being part of their family and, and keeping up with their chores and helping out the family. What would you what would you suggest to these other I mean, peers of yours that are your age that struggle
2: with that?
1: Just take your time, ask for help. Like.
2: Focusing on one thing yeah. at a time. Take baby steps is the best. Yeah, no, fo- I, I like both
0: of those. Focusing on one thing at a time and, and a big one is asking for help. I know a lot of people their pride we can call it ego it's tough sometimes to ask for help because everyone wants to be independent and and not admit that they can't do it themselves but there's there's nothing wrong with that and i've said it many times it's it takes more strength to ask for help than it does to do it on your own Um, but i know more so brian was a little more reluctant and and nervous about doing this Uh, and and dylan dylan will talk anyone's ear off um but I do appreciate you guys coming on to do this last-minute show. Um, I'll be back with shooting next week uh, for a topic yet to be determined. And I hope you guys enjoyed this show. And, and for anyone, I know I've mentioned archery uh, quite a bit on here. And you can go to USA Archery, search up USA Archery, search up the National Field Archery Association, and those are two of the main target organizations. And then, I mean, throughout the country, but a lot more so down south, you can look up the 3D organizations. You'll see ASA, Archer Shooter Association, a lot down south. And then up in the northeast and along the north, we'll have the IBO, the International Boat Hunters Organization. Uh, and the, those organizations have the tournaments where you you walk through the woods and simulated hunting with the foam animals. Um, but it's a great sport. I know we enjoy it as a family. And, uh, and so check those out. And... And hope you guys enjoyed the show and we'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you.